everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 26, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey, Vice President of Corporate Affairs with Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Milk Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition. The ATC is a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Nice to see you today, Milt. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Greg. Good to be with you from Edmonton, where it's very cold today. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that from my colleagues in Winnipeg as well. So I suspect we're going to talk about a, a little bit about that cold weather and what it has on the impact it'll have on the rail network as we move forward. But uh, let's take a look back at week 26. The report came out. So what did you see in uh, numbers this week? Well, I think uh, at a high level, uh, some encouraging news from CN. They've shown some fairly steady performance and improving performance over the last six weeks or so. And their performance is generally getting better against a a number of different indicators, which is a positive sign. Uh, More concerning, unfortunately, a dip in performance from CP two straight weeks now. Um, And for both, uh, performance is, as it often is, uh, very much driven by how well they're doing in the West Coast corridors of Vancouver and Prince Rupert. And uh, Vancouver continues to struggle a little bit. Um, uh, Prince Rupert was was very good. CN was was top-notch in delivering cars for that corridor in week 26, which helped their performance. Uh, But all in all, when we look back, it's been kind of volatile week to week, so... I would say a bit of a question mark going forward. Thanks, Milt. And something else that came out last week were some reports from both CNCP on a record movement of grain in the month of January. It's been a, a trend we've seen for several months now where the, the sort of top line tonnage movement numbers is held up as a, as a target or at least as a, a point of importance uh, for, for the grain sector and the movement of grain. What was your take on the... Uh, reports like that and um, and how we can sort of translate them into what we do at the ATC? Well, I think that um, it, it would be awfully difficult to say that moving lots of grain and setting records is not a good thing. It is a good thing. It's good for farmers. It's good for grain shippers. It's good for railways. And more broadly, it's good for the Canadian economy. I think one of the things, though, that that people need to be careful of is not to assess the performance of the grain handling system solely on the basis of the volume that is being moved. When you look solely at volume numbers, we don't know if that in fact represents the actual demand or just what the railways are choosing to fulfill. Um, But, you know, a single indicator does not often tell the story. And for an integrated system like the uh, Western Canadian grain handling system, it's not just about how big the numbers are. It's about how efficient the system uh, the system works. It's about the full supply chain from country elevators through the rail system and to the ports. And when you're assessing whether or not the performance of the system is good, aside from the fact that the railways are moving uh, you know, record volumes according to their numbers, you have to look at all of those things to determine how well the system is doing and is it in fact moving as much as it could be moving. And the performance that we've seen so far this year, I would say has been tenuous and probably subpar so far. So you could even make the argument that perhaps even more grain could be moving if the system was operating more efficiently. Yeah, thanks Milton. Certainly one of the main drivers for the ATC when it was formed 
you know, close to eight years ago was, was around timeliness and timeliness of delivery of hopper cars. Cause it's an important aspect for, for shippers, you know, trade execution, you're setting up your whole supply chain and the expectation that, that, that delivery of hopper cars in the week you need them is, is one of the most important elements to, to make sure that chain is efficient, as you say, and we can get that grain to market. So that's why we continue to, to measure this timeliness, the unfulfilled demand, um, and it's an important step going forward. So yeah, agree. Definitely record, record tonnage movement is always, always a good thing, but we're still seeing some underlying uh, unfulfilled demand and timeless issues in the system. And it's something we'll continue to monitor. Um, looking forward a little bit. And like you said, you're experiencing some cold weather at the moment. Uh, is there anything we should be watching out for as we move forward? Well, as I said earlier, I think some cautious optimism for CN is in order. They've, they've shown over the last month and a half that they've been able to improve CP, bigger concern. I think when we look forward, um, Mother Nature is going to play a significant role now in the coming weeks from you know the Manitoba-Ontario border all the way uh, west to Tidewater, basically. We're in the minus 30s and the minus 40s, and that's not good weather for running a railroad. In real time, um, you know, when we look at the at the daily today that ATC produces, we can see the network is already being impacted by the cold weather. Um, idle car counts on the system have spiked significantly in the last four days, particularly on CN. And we can expect the system to slow down. That's just what happens when it gets cold like this. It happens every year. Um, the big question, though, which it typically is each year when we go through this, is if performance declines, which it is likely to um, in the coming weeks, what is the recovery gonna look like? We know that performance on a week to week basis has been fragile, I think would be an accurate word so far this year. Neither railway has shown a tremendous ability to uh, make short-term capacity changes on a week to week basis. So if the system takes a hit in the next two to three weeks, how quickly will it come back? Or is it going to be sluggish with mediocre to poor performance effectively till it warms up in the spring? That will be the thing that we're looking for. Yeah, thanks, Milt. And uh, certainly, I think as we move through February, it'll be quite interesting to see how how weather and all these other factors play in. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, Milt. And for those of you who would like to see the reports, you can go to www.com agtransportcoalition.com and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.